Do you remember Jenna Rink from the movie 13 Going on 30? She was a 13-year-old who wanted to be a thriving 30-year-old. Like herself, many of us have the notion that by age 30, we would have our lives in order. Today, we talked to Fahana Rahman, who turns 32 this year, about finding her identity in religion only in the later part of her 20s. Strikingly, she splits her life into pre- and post-religion, which signaled to us the level of influence it has on her life. Naturally inquisitive, funny, and honest, those of you who are in the process of finding meaning in religion are going to enjoy today's conversation. I just got the news that um, you, you just ended your job at the call centre. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, so... How did that feel like? Because you were there for a very long time. It's um I made uh when I attended the vaccination, mm. I took a mental note of mm. what I was what I was going to feel or what was I was about to feel mm-hmm. for that one month while mm-hmm. waiting. So it was a lot of emotions, uh. Yeah, in the beginning it was um like fear and then after that it was Okay, I can do this. And then at the last moment, two days before, I said, I don't want to resign. <laughs> I want to stay oh here. Gosh. I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. But I know that. So, but then when, when my manager did like a reverse psychology, I said, just stay. La. I said, no, la, I don't. I want to go. <laughs> yeah. You know you want to go. Yeah, I, said, like, mm-hmm. I want to go. La. I'm not going out of anger. I'm not going out of frustration. I'm merely mm-hmm. going because I want... It's just out of curiosity. La, mm-hmm. What is out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether, however, I manage people at the call center, can it um, apply elsewhere? Mm, yeah, I see. Um, can you give us a little bit of a background of your stay at the call center? So, mm. how long were you there for? Uh, about twelve years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so started out as an agent. Um, I would say that um the journey I didn't know where this was going la. I really didn't know, and uh, as I've mentioned on the pre-interview that um. I was uh I had low self esteem because it is a low wage job, mm-hmm. and at the same time my other friends are basically they seem to know what they want to do, mm-hmm. and I I was struggling to get to to number one understand what I want, mm-hmm. and so when you don't know what you want you try to apply for jobs that you don't want and you don't mm-hmm. even know whether you want so even mm-hmm. when at that point of time I was taking diploma in counselling I don't even know whether I want it or not. <laughs> I just knew that, oh, people say that I can speak to people well or I can advise people well. So I thought, okay, lah, that's a journey that I want to take. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that was a confusing state in the middle, the, the beginning part, the first four or five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, sorry, uh, I don't know where else to go. Okay, I lost no worries. Uh, how, about, how about we go all the way from the start? So okay. um, maybe we can talk a little bit about your poly journey. Uh, what do you okay. study in poly? As I was telling Shiva earlier, I would like to break it, the, my life yeah, uh, journey okay. in um, pre-religion <laughs> versus post-religion. <laughs> would that make okay. me sound like I had no religion? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have religion <laughs> before. It's just, I was not a practicing Muslim then mm. versus when I was actually, when, when I am now a practicing Muslim. Okay. Yeah. So I would say that my life um, in Pali was, again, very lost and confused. And I think that contrib- contributed a lot in the fact that I I didn't I was not a practicing Muslim. Mm. Yeah, that is to myself. Ah. Mm. Yes, to me. Yes, I was not a practicing Muslim, and I didn't get um to me clear guidance mm. of how do I actually lead my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everybody was leading their life in their own way, and I couldn't find the uh, which one to follow, and I cause I couldn't find the, like how do you say the match. Ah. 
what was suitable for you? Uh, what was it? suitable for me, correct. So I was very lost. La. Some, they are too Western for me. <laughs> they are too <laughs> modern for me. And then some are too old school for me. I was like, what exactly am I? Mm-hmm. Or where do I stand? Like, I don't understand that part of life. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, studies part uh, was just out of window. La. <laughs> yeah, I was just an average student. In my heart, I keep thinking or in my mind, I'm smart. La. <laughs> but, uh, but my GPA is just showing 2.0. But mm-hmm. in my heart, I'm smart lah. <laughs> so I went, I went out of the world with my GPA two point zero, thinking that I'm smart lah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there, there was that false confidence <laughs> that was going on with false confidence. But was it false confidence, or did you just not prioritize um academics because you can be smart in other yes. areas yeah. as well? So with that um, I thinking that um I was smart, mm-hmm. it actually reduced my. Uh, my my what I think my need to study uh, okay, uh, to study okay. and to focus because I thought I was smart ma. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't need to like focus too much or study mm. too much and I would excel yeah. so that mm. was an issue la. Mm. Uh, but did it like help you in any way you think um, outside of academics it, de- I definitely searched more on who I was la. Mm. yeah that was what I was busy about la. while mm. others was busy studying and I just couldn't focus la. I just don't mm. understand why I don't mm. have that same focus I guess because I didn't understand what I wanted mm-hmm. yeah. but this desire to to sort of understand yourself right mm. did it come very early on or was it only at a certain point and you're just like oh something's missing and I don't know how to live life I did have like an existential crisis la, when <laughs> I was a teenager I asked my mom like I, mainly it's because of Islam as it is if you don't know it it seems very heavy on you. Mm-hmm. It seems like you can never achieve what the religion wants you to do. Mm-hmm. So I got very angry. Like, um, why do I have to live and then I go to hell for it if I do wrong? Uh, mm-hmm. So I had a lot of that question. Wow, uh, that's so, heavy. Ah, uh, yes, heavy, heavy. <laughs> Even my religious teacher could have said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Don't but, ask me this kind of yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, alhamdulillah, my mother um, took my existential crisis um, well, I think in my life I had two, mm-hmm. twice. Uh, one was during COVID. One was when I was younger and one was COVID. Yeah, okay. COVID, so I had some crisis. Uh, yeah. okay. So my mother told me that you need to have faith. Mm-hmm. And I, she prayed that one day um, you will understand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so my journey within this call center is definitely much, much more memorable because that I found or I understood uh, the religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's why it is special to me. The, the call centre became very special to me. Yeah, It was in the middle of your journey in the call centre that yes, you correct. found yourself in religion, is it? Yes, that I decided that I want to know more about the religion. And mm. when I found out that it is not about being perfect, mm. I found out that it is merely striving towards perfection, that all these other concepts was being built by people mm. and not what um, Allah SWT have said was when I realised, oh, the religion is easy. All he wants us to, to do is to try to be perfect or mm. just put in that effort. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of... When I actually learn religion and I learn the, the, the book and um, the ways of Rasulullah was I fell in love with the religion. Uh, and mm. after that, that's it. Uh, I, I pray that I, I'm constantly um, being guided and, and, and not lose my way again. Because uh, mm. I knew how it felt not knowing... Mm. Um, how things were yeah. Mm. then if we could just describe the state of being lost mm. because I feel like that's a lot of people mm. and people may not um, turn to religion it could be something else yeah, yeah, right? Correct, yeah. but for you what what did that feel like was it an everyday struggle to just wonder about um, how every, life's feeling I think it's not everyday I think some days you just 
go with the flow lah. Mm. And then there are some days it yeah. hits you lah. Like, yeah. what exactly am I doing right now and yeah. how am I going to do things, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, definitely lah. I, when I, whenever I speak about the religion, I always realise that I, it's a, with a bit more passion, uh, very passionate. Mm-hmm. So, I have to remind them or whoever that I'm speaking to, I am not pulling you off. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, looking for um, candidates. <laughs> I'm just merely <laughs> telling what I feel and what I love. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that's all. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think I I just wanted to ask because you said that um you felt lost, right? Mm. And then the people around you, like your friends or your classmates, mm. they they seem so sure. Mm. Mm. But sometimes I feel like. Even the people who seem so sure, right, they are also lost or they are just following the mm. path that is already set for them. Uh, yes, correct. Yeah. So it, it seems that that's why I always admire people that like that, that even though they are lost, they can still focus in whatever they are doing. Mm. Whereas I, if I'm lost, that means I'm lost. <laughs> I am stumped. I cannot move one inch. Yeah, that I, up until today, that's how I am. Lah. So that's why it was very, very important for me to know myself mm. and to surround myself with people who can really pull me up when yeah. I am that low. Yeah, because mm. even with religion, I do get the lowest point of life. It's not okay. as if after you get religion, you just go high <laughs> and never come down. No, it's not that. That's not real life. Yeah, that's not real. Not. So I do go to the lowest still and I do, alhamdulillah, have good friends who remind me again of my purpose and whatever I'm supposed to do. Mm. Yeah. But what, what was the biggest factor that made you want to start learning about it? What was the push? I think there were some which I cannot bring out Mm. The, the, the detail okay. um, but uh, there were things that I questioned that didn't um, go hand in hand with the religion mm. or what I feel didn't go hand in hand with the religion so I had a lot of questions in that area mm. um, so but after a while I uh, what was the question again huh? Why, what? what was the biggest push to you wanting yeah. to learn a religion so that when there was a difference in opinion, I would say a difference in opinion with what the religion says and what I feel, mm-hmm. I that was the push. Mm. That was the push that I remember I was lying down and I said to myself that if only I'm someone who prays, uh, I think I can get the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, And with that intention, I, I will always tell people that put in intention. Mm. You put in the right intention and then the rest, you put in a bit more effort mm-hmm. and Allah will do the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was immediately, la, it was... Um, I, uh, after not immediately so sorry gradually I was surrounded by people who um, speak to me more about the religion mm. about Islam and from then the rest is history lah. I always mm. would tell them that I am grateful for you because uh, this and that I would tell them that well, uh, when I wanted to pray at work uh, because of my reputation <laughs> not reputation because um, I'm very um, um, not I don't, I don't know what you're thinking what when I say reputation <laughs> Like, uh, I do, I'm not, I will say that, um, <laughs> uh, I'm not perfect, la. Yeah, so I have a reputation, la, I'm, that, uh, I'm not perfect, I'm very, um, I don't know how to say that without really, cornering, <laughs> I'm, I've just cornered myself, <laughs> let me pull myself right up, okay, okay. so uh, basically, uh, I'm a bit shy to start, to start uh, doing the religion, uh, practicing mm. the prayer, so I did have a friend like, Hey, come I teach you how to take the ablution in the toilet so that then I'll teach you how to pray at work. Mm. Uh, so we do it together la, so oh, that you don't have... Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I always, um, I, I will always remember them mm. because they were the one that propelled me. La. 
Uh, if not, it will never start. Like, I will always feel shy mm-hmm. because people were like, "Ella, you you do this, you do that. Now you want to pray? Ah, uh, like that. Yeah, <laughs> do this, do that. I will remain to that. Ah, do it. But this is a common theme. I f- I feel like that's been coming up. It's always like people, you mm-hmm. know, people helping the art, like you, mm-hmm. you know, to to get to a certain point, and then I don't know. It's important to have the right people in your life. Yes. I feel. Yes. And yes. it's also down to chance sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Just right. having the right people around yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Looking at Shiva right now. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel like um, religion has changed the way you view your work at a call centre? Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like you can split it into two halves, is it? I don't know. Like, when was the point that you found religion in the call centre? And then how was it different, your experience? Um, man- when I was a manager. Mm. Uh, so when I was a manager, I decided during one of the Ramadan that... Um, Today, this Ramadan, this month, mm. I'm going to start praying. Mm. And a lot of times, people have said that and they start, they stop, they start, they stop. I didn't mm. want that. Yeah, So, I was so worried that that was what's going to happen. But Alhamdulillah, I, I've i missed one prayer and got scolding from my mom. And then <laughs> <laughs> So, in my mind, I was like, okay, like, if my mom is angry, then I think Allah will be disappointed as well. Mm. So, I, I will prioritize prayer. Because the idea was... Just like track a bit uh, mm. on that, the why I missed that prayer <laughs> and why I never then um, <laughs> okay, sure. skip a prayer is that um, I wanted to eat Soul Garden. <laughs> 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 so it was a breakfast. Oh I wanted my to God. eat Soul Garden. <laughs> so I didn't know where to pray because it is a mall mm. and I'm not familiar with praying anywhere. I, I've seen people pray anywhere they, they pray. So I skipped the prayer and decided to pray at home. There mm. is such thing as um, if, let's say, there's no proper place and you put effort, you can pray at home. Mm. But in Singapore context, because it's so... um, People don't really bother you if you pray. Mm. So there's no reason not to pray. Mm. Yeah, so my mother gave that that that, that um uh, explanation that you are putting food, the food <laughs> uh, first, then Allah. Mm. But by right, it is Allah that gave you the food, so it doesn't make sense. She said, "So why mm. would you do that?" So mm. after that, I I realized the logic and I changed the way I see prayer, mm, mm. That's interesting. Just a shift in perspective. Yes, correct. So how did it help me in my call center? It's mm. it helped me with everything. Like I said, I'm here also because of the, mm. the my my uh, the religion. I had I have an end goal lah, mm. and my end goal was to go heaven mm. <laughs> It's not was lah, it still is to go heaven <laughs> because I realized that oh got possibility lah of me going heaven nice. uh, because I realized that um the like I said society has made it such that oh this is haram that is haram I'm mm. like oh my god I'm just haram <laughs> I'm just doing hellfire I'm like there's no way I'm going to he- uh, heaven. So when you learn religion and you realize that Allah has more sympathy than people, you know that mm. uh, Rasulullah SAW has much more sympathy towards his uh, ummah, which is us lah, to uh, people. Then I realize that oh, I have a chance. I just have to do well. So, but effort is very important. Mm. So everything else that I do then was to make sure that I put in effort. Mm. Uh, hence. Um, I make sure that the way I speak to people like us because we have some older generation in the call centre mm. so usually I will just be like can you just listen that I'm trying to say this can you blah 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 so then I went to seek to um, other managers and they said let's speak to them as how you speak to your to your older the older people in your own family mm-hmm. when you speak to them like that so that one a strong messages like that right, really last up until today and that was like five years ago. Mm. So up until today I still use that when I speak to the older people. I, I am. 
Um, so in terms of that lah, where I am more fearful of not wanting to do the wrong thing mm. because um, how much Islam has benefited you. You know when you have someone who has done so much for you mm. and then you do not want to hurt them because you don't want to disappoint them mm. because they have done so much. So that's to me, that's how Allah has been to me. Mm. Like he has done so much for me and the least I could do is try my level best to be a good servant to Allah. So mm. from then on, everything I do is towards that. Uh, and it changed a lot of how I lead and how I behave. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like you've taken some steps to be a little bit more patient. Mm. And I, I know you brought up the idea that you wanted to be less judgmental. Mm. Could you just describe a little bit about that? Like when did you feel like you were too judgmental? And then, mm. yeah, what, what do you want to be better at now? Because um, I, I met this friend, um, her name is Fazlina. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she's a liberal Muslim. Lah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's very liberal. Lah. And she accepted me for however I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I was a confusing Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, she accepted me and she listened to all my woes, all my abstract conversations. She listened to it with no judgment whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I was not the same with other people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this person is, this is not right. Um, mm. and, uh, they shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't be doing that. So at one point she got frustrated with me. Because she is like, you are, you are someone who don't look in the mirror. You know, you need to know that blah, blah, blah. So I realized that um, I'm be given by Allah a person that is so understanding. And where, where it's very hard for others to understand me. But Allah has given me somebody who mm. can understand me. But I'm not using it to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So I I mean when you compare with someone who when you're with someone that is that's why it's good to have the right people. Yeah. Be with someone who is better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that sense, in that area, she was definitely better than me. She can find excuses. I would say not excuses make it sound like trying to make a bad behavior okay, but she was trying to angle it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, she angled a to lot see of good things. I uh, see good things in in what others may just. Quickly judge as mm. oh hellfire. That's very nice. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, just hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hellfire. Right? Yeah. So yeah, so I realized that when you see people like right, mm. um in a more scientific way, when you take like psychology, right, it is it does has empirical um evidences that mm. oh this person behaved this way because of this. You understand the reason behind that behavior. Mm. You are quite neutral to that behavior. You no longer have a judgment. I realized that it dissolves my. Mm my judgment towards that person, you just have a neutral, oh, she behaved that way because it's like that. Mm. She behaved that way because during when she was a child, this is that right, so happened. Right, 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 right. So you automatically, it automatically dissolve any um opinion you have mm-hmm. and it just become a fact. Mm-hmm. And then how do you want to help that person out? And mm-hmm. how, if, you are, if you're not willing to help or you have no idea how to help, walk away. Mm-hmm. Either offer, some, offer her a, a professional help mm-hmm. else walk away. Mm. So you no longer have the attachment of oh that's wrong that's right mm, that shouldn't be yeah. uh, so um that's how that's how the pursuit of um psychology lah is that it helped me to dissolve the fit the opinions I have of people which mm-hmm. is not unnecessary mm-hmm. um, Do you think at that point when you were a little bit more judgmental to people mm. it was also because you were more judgmental to yourself because a lot of mm-hmm. times we we put out a, yeah. a behavior that you know we do to ourselves as well correct. I think I was hard on myself. Mm. Yeah, I was very hard on myself and I felt that everybody should follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> everybody should follow how I, I acted. And that was yesterday, like, my, my one of my, the managers showed me a uh, uh, quote or a saying mm. that if you, even to see, to see everything positively also will actually 
um become negative because to see everything to try to achieve happiness will will be negative at some point because you cannot constantly achieve exactly. happiness yeah so if yeah. you are trying to achieve spirituality you will end up being alone and mm. um self righteous so mm. at some point at one point i became that lah <laughs> yeah so i admit i became that and mm. it took me a while to get out of uh, that 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 state that state that i was in uh. mm. yeah so sometimes you think you learn, you learn religion that oh you are you know untouchable you know untouchable is different eh? sorry sorry that you are like perfect lah mm-hmm. uh, that uh, everybody else are j- is just um not trying hard enough and exactly. you are trying so hard and the rest are just not putting effort mm-hmm. uh, so that's how you will be lah yeah yeah I think uh I can sort of talk a little bit about my experience but it's not really on religion but I used to be super hard on myself on things you know i would say that i would tell myself i need to be perfect in doing this mm. and i feel like i exerted that expectation on people as well you mm. know when people didn't do something right i'll be like <laughs> a little bit annoyed you mm. know uh, but it's unnecessary because everyone has different standards right then i realized that when i started to be more okay with myself mm. you know tell myself that you know i i'm growing still i'm still learning how to do something and then I'm, I'm kinder to other people mm. because I realize that they're on a different journey as well. And it's not in my place to judge them mm. based on what I see of them at that point. But I, I do believe that a lot of the actions that we externalize on other people is often what we do to ourselves. Mm. So I think it's nice to just recognize that. Mm. So that's what you saw in yourself mm. also, right? What made you do the switch? Um, to be honest, I think it was because I was always angry. Oh, not always angry, but mm. I always had negative feelings, you know, oh. towards myself especially. I think mm-hmm. Shiva knew. I mean, she knew me since in the middle of university or something. But I was, I always had high expectations for myself, mm. and I always felt bad. Mm-mm. And then because I felt bad about myself, and I feel like, I don't know, I just felt bad about everything. Mm, true, yeah, true, and true, it's true. it's very tiring. Mm-mm. Then I think as I grew older, I just didn't want to live with that kind of emotions, you know, because mm-hmm. it does take a toll on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think just realizing that this is too much mm-hmm. and I don't want to live my life this way mm-hmm. just made me want to develop better mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that is not sustainable for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, so okay. that was me. <laughs> what about you, Shiva? Um, I would say that I can be quite judgmental, like now still. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sure, it's okay. Um, yeah, but I try... I think a lot of my mindset also changed because of friends. So when I was like younger, maybe like I get a lot of like judgment um, from like family or people around me, like mm. adults, you know, sometimes they pass down things mm, to you. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but then once, like as I grew up, slowly, like I realized that some of these things are like, absolutely ridiculous and I'm just wasting my time thinking about it and mm. it it has also made me like try to educate the people around me like why are you being judgmental about this 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 thing mm. you know it's it's just their life let them live it mm. yeah but I would say that I, I'm still quite judgmental mm. <laughs> it's like a paradox right like you you judging people who are judging people right mm. I feel like it's a never ending game right yeah, so <laughs> So right now, um, you're going into psychology. 
Yes, I just started the first class. Oh my gosh! Tuesday, last Tuesday. Oh my gosh, how was that? Tell us about it. Um, I, I, I wanted to come this time around, not thinking that I was smart. Lah. <laughs> <laughs> that was different. That's what I, I'm taking things differently now mm-hmm. that I approach this with the fact that, with humility. Lah. Mm. Yeah. So I did all the pre-seminar, pre-reading, uh, pre- oh, so, so many cute. pre. Yeah. Mm. I was like, what does the teacher do? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I doing so much oh work? <laughs> yeah, so, despite me doing all this pre-seminar, pre-quiz, pre-test, I, there were others that were better than I was. That mm. they knew more than I did. And I was like, what did they do? So I, but I knew that they were younger, so I would assume that they were, they had more time, or mm. else you know, they took a diploma in psychology, yeah. so uh, they understood basic theories more mm. than I did. So that's how I work with life now. Lah. Mm. Yeah, to make myself less pressure is that mm. try to find some logical understanding and understand that Allah makes us all different mm. and we learn differently. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, that's a very difficult mindset to reach, you know, yeah, because I think especially now we, we just feel like we need to be better than everyone else. Mm, yeah, correct. yeah that, that's really... me even now, I would say. Mm. Yeah, But then just, just being kind to yourself and mm. saying it's okay. Like, correct. I'm not the same as everyone else, mm. and it's okay. I, I want to answer better the next time, of mm. course. You know, the three minutes discussion, and they gave up with so many references and <laughs> citations. Like, How did you do that? That's nonsense. <laughs> so, I understand now the game, the level is now really high. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm going to up my game. I, I, yeah. I still will push harder, but if, let's say, I put in that effort and I don't, um, I'm not on par with them, I'm not going to give myself a hard time. I'll mm. just continue working harder, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You've, you've reached a very nice spot in life. Yeah, at 32 yeah. lah. That's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> it took me a while la, to get there. I hope one day I can also reach that because I think I'm still working on that also. Yeah, yeah. take your time. Yeah. yeah, take your time. Yes. Yeah, at least you have a friend. One thing good, right? When you have a friend that can actually absorb your flaws mm. whilst you're working absorb on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we are Repellent. always work in progress, right? We are. Uh, we are yeah. working in progress. So if we don't have people to uh, actually absorb our flaws, mm. then we don't have a safe place mm. to make mistake. Yeah, uh, correct. Agree, agree. I guess the the forgivingness should also go both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. I agree. Um, Is something going on? You're not forgiving her. <laughs> <laughs> the forgiveness has to go both ways. <laughs> get it oh my god <laughs> but yeah um, I do agree with that I mean like just I don't know like growing is difficult mm. you know and then we are hard, hard on ourselves because yeah. we feel like we we want to do so much more mm. yeah <gasps> so sad this conversation is getting so sad <laughs> <laughs> why is it sad for you though it's, what's it's happening not okay, I, I'm not crying there's something in my eye <laughs> no no I, just, I don't know because I, I feel like not a lot of people take take time to understand what what they are, mm. you know, and then what what would let them lead life better, mm. yeah. And it's nice to see someone else oh, <laughs> like doing okay, it. Okay. You know, I see, I see. I, yeah. seriously not crying. There's something in my eye. We <laughs> 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 <Me> believe you. <laughs> okay. Oh, but the other thing that's oh sorry, my my niece just cracked. Uh. Uh, the other thing that I really like about this podcast is that mm. I, I told Shiva before, but I can see myself in the journeys of other people. Mm. And I know that I'm earlier in this journey sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just nice to see that 
journeys are happening in everyone. Mm-hmm. And then like just realizing that, oh, you know what? I can reach that stage also. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's too early for me. Correct, and correct. it's okay. Yeah. yeah, like that's another thing to just notice. Really, yeah, correct. Talking to others, like not say misery loves company or the misery does love company. Right. Knowing that others are or went through that and yeah, that yeah. they actually get out of it gives you hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So solidarity is only for a while. Mm-hmm. You still have to go and Speak to others and mm. communicate with others. Yeah. What do you want to get out of psychology other than just understanding um, the states of different people? Like, what do you want to get out of it? I do have this um like, um, <clears throat> project mini pro not say mini project uh, like my deeper like uh it's more I don't know what do you call it I'm not good with vocabulary la, but okay. uh, so you'll help me because yeah. I know you're like good with it. <laughs> So it's just uh, something that I have been curious about. It is nature and nature. Mm. Right? I think I've shared with you, all, right? So yeah. in um, in Islam or in Malay, like maybe I don't know whether that's a Arab Arabic word, but in in Malay we call it fitra. So it's mm. our nature state, our mm. our our the starting point. So I want to know at what point are we, what we do is nurtured, and what point are we doing is actually by nature. Mm. At some point, how do you know that whatever we are, whatever however we are is 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 it nurtured or nature mm. so I want to know what exactly is that mm. so that's my my side um, project it's a personal project personal project yeah so I think that while learning psychology it can help me mm. to understand that as well yeah. so why do you understand why do you want to understand that because if we understand whether what we are doing is by nature mm. or by nature that's the root cause of a problem mm. so if once we find the root that it is nurtured then you know that you can turn that around Mm. Uh, but if we know that it's nature then we have to use another method of mm. assisting that problem yeah. yeah I see in the future do you feel like you want to do more work for other people using this knowledge yeah actually the history yeah. I have a history of um, why I want to do this it's mm. that um, during secondary school you know when you, I, I think I've, ex- I've shared with you all during the pre-interview that um you know the personality test? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I told you guys, right? So in secondary school, there was a group of trainers who came and asked us to do this personality test. Mm. I don't know whether I was actually that personality, but mm. when they described this particular personality, I was very intrigued. I wanted to be that person. Mm. So the trainer said that um, in regards to this personality, that they can actually make someone climb Mount Everest backwards. Wow. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah. So, like, this personality is uh, someone who has traits that they can speak well mm. and that they can motivate others. And mm. so, they can actually make someone climb, like, make someone think that mm-hmm. they can climb Mount Everest backwards. I so, I don't know what, at the point of the, what job that was. I didn't know what it is, but mm. I knew that I wanted to be that person. <laughs> that's all I knew. At that point of time, that's all I knew. So, mm. I didn't realize that me working my way to where I am now, mm. and when I think about that day, when I was like intrigued by that, that whoever that, whatever that career is, is what I want to do now, is, is to mm. motivate others. Wow. Uh, to make them be able to climb on Everest mm. backwards or at least make them think like they can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the first step is to think that you can and then actually work towards it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like you said, right? Um, religion help you think about the possibility of going to heaven oh, and yes, then you... Yeah. Everything else just came up there. Yeah, yeah, everything exactly. else opened and I realised that, oh, it's that easy. Okay, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, we want to talk a little bit about you going to school at age 32. Mm. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like... Um, I don't know a societal pressure that oh I'm I'm a little bit older than everyone else around me in class mm. 
I think there are because it is part time, right? So mm. um, older people, I think there are older people than me. Mm. Uh, there, so thirty two is still um maybe very far for you all. Okay. Oh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not that old, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, so it's still to me, it's still okay, mm. and because I'm not rushed in doing it, so there's no pressure on that end. Ah, mm. uh, in that on that end, I have no pressure. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm good. okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because I feel like, um, especially when you stop studying, mm. a lot of people don't consider picking up studying mm. again, and that must be something that you really want to do, you know? Yeah, after yeah. my diploma, I was, I was telling everyone that, uh, no, I'm not going to open another book. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. And then many years down the road? Many years down the road, after I met a group of students who were studying mm. and were very passionate about studying, mm. it intrigued me and, like, excited me again. Mm. And I thought, why not? Uh? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Uh. Mm. Mm. I think you also brought up a good point about age because a lot of people are like, Oh, like thirty. It's really like so old. Right. And mm. thirty, you're not old. I also this thing irritates me a lot. But <laughs> another thing that irritates me. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I'll try. She but... will just switch on. <laughs> like just there was a switch that turned her on. <laughs> but a lot of people are like, oh, I need to be successful in the twenties. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, you know, after that I'm like old and I'm going to die or something. <laughs> No, you don't. A lot of people get successful in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm, yeah. It's not like a big deal to... Mm. You You can just work on yourself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there are also, um, I don't know, societal milestones attached to each age. Yeah. Know? Oh, by age 30. Correct. And in Singapore this. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct, yeah. correct. These are all like what people... It's like guidelines lah, that guidelines, people give. Yes. So, uh, but they shouldn't... It's, uh, guidelines are guidelines and if one don't achieve it, then... Give them a different guideline. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. make your own. Yeah, make our own yeah. guidelines. Yeah. It's alright, yeah. You're going to start a new job soon? Uh, yes. This, this coming one, Monday? Yes, yes. What, so, what are you going to work as? It's the same thing, actually. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a different place. So, I'm okay. basically a team manager mm-hmm. um, at the call centre. Mm-hmm. And uh, the JD is the same. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the reason why... I'm not the adventurous, as you can see. <laughs> like, I want to try new things, but on things, a call centre, a team manager, yeah. So... I just wanted to because change is uh, letting go of things is yeah. very difficult for it me. Is. Yeah, so um, this is like to me a small step of um, trying out this change thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even at work, I've always had a hard time accepting change. Yeah, so I realized that I think um, I need to go out and explore and experience other things mm. yeah, in order for me to be okay. Like, because I cannot be angry every time there's change at work. <laughs> yeah. So I decided, oh, this is not healthy. Like. I need to mm. get out of this place and go and um, grow. I'm mm. not growing yeah, mm. in that the change part, like, yeah, in that sense. Yeah. What's the hardest part about letting go? I think I'm easy, I always say that I, I get emotionally attached to people. Mm. Yeah, so you see, like, right now, this conversation, I'm enjoying it, and this oh. and that. So, uh, I, I get easily attached to people, in that sense. Yeah, So, it's good, because mm. uh, people are comfortable with me after a while. Mm. But it is it does get unhealthy if, let's say, I do not know how to draw the line. Mm. So, as I grew older, I learned to draw the line. Mm. Uh, so, that one was something that, after a few stumble and struggle, I realized that, oh, I cannot be always so emotionally attached to people. Mm. I need to draw the line at some point. Yeah. I see. And mm. then, are you afraid of 
what's on the other side as yes well. um, again like just now when we started I don't know why I'm, I'm telling my, my, my manager like why am I afraid of a desk bound job but I guess it's the fear of unknown nah. mm. I would assume that this what it is lah yeah, mm. I, I fear that I may not be able to... Yeah, so fear, right, by the way. Uh, just Ooh, to lecture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 lecture. Like, like uh, I was not happy that I had this feeling of fear. Mm. That why do I have... Like I said, like, why do I fear of a desk-bound job? It's mm. ridiculous. So, to be okay, that to be fearful is okay. Mm. Uh, to be scared of something is okay. Mm. So, it, I think initially, I was like thinking... Oh, because I don't trust Allah. That's why I fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I listened to this religious uh, speaker, um, Noman Ali Khan, who coincidentally, uh, things like this to me is when you're going through something, suddenly you stumble across a good mm-hmm. uh, message. Yeah, Is that fear is a normal feeling. Mm-hmm. It does not... Um, uh, was it, it does not relate to your faith. Mm. Yeah, having f- a feeling of fear, happiness, you know, it is normal. Mm. So just jump and... Because sometimes I realise, oh, one thing I realised right, during this one month mm. is that sometimes people think that fear of doing something is a sign not to do something. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, mm. oh, something is not right. Uh. Mm. Uh, that oh, if, you're not, okay. if you're not really familiar that that's actually just fear, you would use that as a sign not to do something. Excellent. Oh, this is a bad feeling. It's just fear. <laughs> that's the bad feeling that you're having is fear. Yeah, so I realised that to differentiate uh, that that two feeling, uh, gut feeling mm. and fear is two separate things. It can be That's interchangeable, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, back to uh, so I was not just not happy with the fact that I was feeling fearful. So after that talk, I realized that oh, it's normal. So I'm gonna embrace it, lah. I'm gonna tell people, yes, I'm scared. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Proud of you again. <laughs> Proud point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just especially because I do surround myself with younger, like young. You all are how old? Twenty four, right? Twenty four. Ah, uh, yeah, they are younger, like twenty. So. At some point, I do want to tell them uh, good messages as well. You know, mm. like, yeah, I'm 32, but I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want them to know. Because I think um, when I was that age, I didn't have um, someone to tell me that it's okay to um, be fearful and mm. this and that. So, because what I don't have, I try to give it to, if let's say I can, uh, if yeah. I, I will give it to uh, the younger ones, uh. Mm. I'm sure people will appreciate that. Inshallah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. I think we all went through that, lah. Hence, we are here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, another like proud point that I was pointing out just now was really being okay with your feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, like I said just now, uh, when I was growing up, I was always angry, mm-hmm. and then people used to tell me like, why, why are you always angry? Mm-hmm. You know, when I was when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like below ten or something. Yeah. Um. And I think I, I grew up not liking that feeling also. Mm. Yeah, and then it's it's weird, right? Because it's it's normal. Mm. Like, people have feelings. But mm. why is it that we tag anger as a bad feeling? Mm. It just is a response to something. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, though, I don't know. But yeah, it's... I don't like the idea that, you know, we, we talk about things with shame. And then like, oh, shame is a bad feeling. Mm. But that's not true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a response to a, an event or something. Mm. Yeah, so... Prop point, you know, <laughs> just dissociating yourself from that feeling and like putting meanings to that feeling. Mm, correct, yeah. yeah. So, growth. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Maybe, maybe outside of your studies, mm. do you have bigger goals for yourself? The heaven part, ah. <laughs> that, that's the biggest. Goal. The biggest goal. But like yeah. Any other goals? Yeah. 
Yeah, the to be uh, one day to be uh, motivated by forty. I know, <laughs> but by forty, that was the aim. When I was, I guess I started to really um, consciously put in more knowledge to myself. Mm. Yeah, um, it's when I was thirty. I started praying when I was twenty seven, mm. but um, even then also it was very. They call this uh, religious learning like the YouTube learners, which is actually not very. Um, what do you call that? Uh, like you don't really get proper um structured. It's not a structured ah, learning. Uh, okay, so okay, it's okay. very haphazard. Mm. Uh, so I was a YouTube learner in terms of religion. <laughs> okay. And then after I started to disseminate whatever I learned. And it's very dangerous because um different speakers uh, have different um ideas or interpretation mm. of the religion. Yeah. So you are confusing other people with what you're saying mm. and what they have learned. Mm. So um for the first three years of being a practicing Muslim, I didn't really properly learn the religion. Mm. It was very haphazard. I was like I said a YouTube learner. Now. So I was um but I had friends who um asked me to who scold uh, scolding uh, scolding uh, to a point Your friends where are all scolding. Uh, you. Yes, <laughs> I have friends who and I I I would say that um uh, because I know I my make my weak points mm. and hence I am okay mm. with having friends who are very firm. Uh, with me, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, so they really make sure or wanted me to go to a class, to a proper class, and learn um the religion uh, structure with structure. Yeah. What ah? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, when I was thirty, uh, is when I realized that okay, I by forty, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna consume and absorb as much as I can for this a, a decade. And when I'm 40, it's when, inshallah, if Allah allows me to, I want to disseminate it and help as much as I can. Mm. But I need to be fully and well equipped with um uh, the, the the knowledge, whether religion or psychology, both uh, mm. uh, have to be intact for me to actually stand up and advise others. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of An Open Invitation. We know that life can feel very lonely and we hope that through these conversations you will be able to find some comfort in knowing that many others feel the same way. Join us next week as we delve into the thoughts of someone new. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.